we're going to begin with 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start with verse number 3. And the Bible says this in 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though for a little while if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. Hope. Hope. As the Apostle Peter begins this amazing epistle, he talks about hope. He tells us that as Christians, we have a real, living, genuine, and enduring hope. We have a hope that is unlike the world because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter says that out of all of the things that legitimize our decision to become the children of God, the resurrection of Jesus is at the top. It is at the core. It is at the foundation of who we are as the people of God. And so we want to be mindful of that this morning. As we gather in the presence of God, the Father and his son, and we sing now, Lord, we come before thee now. All the songs are going to be on the screen, so the books don't apply. <clears throat> Lord, we come before thee now. At thy feet we humbly bow. Oh, do not our suit disdain. Shall we seek thee, Lord, in vain? Shall we seek thee, Lord, in vain? Lord, on me our souls depend. In compassion now descend. Fill our hearts with thy rich grace. Tune our lips to sing thy praise. Tune our lips to sing thy praise. Grant that all may seek and find the God supremely. Heal the sick, the captive free. Let us all rejoice in thee. Let us all rejoice in thee. We're now going to make our way to the 119th Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 119. We're going to look at some verses from there for the next several minutes. And we'll start with the first eight verses of Psalm 119. The Bible says, verse 1, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe His testimonies, who seek Him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in His ways. You have ordained your precepts 
that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statutes. Then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. I shall give thanks to you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I shall keep your statutes. Do not forsake me utterly. This psalm right here, Psalm 119, is the longest psalm, the longest chapter in the wonderful book of Psalms. In fact, not only is it the longest chapter in the Psalms, but it is also the longest chapter in the Bible. It is a chapter that is exclusively devoted to talking about the value and the richness and the blessings that come into our lives when we live by the word of God, when we read the word of God and study the word of God. Notice how as this chapter opens up, it says that those who walk in the word of God are blessed. They're blessed. They're blessed to walk with God. They are blessed to know God. They're blessed to be in fellowship with God and a relationship with God and to be away from unrighteousness. We, will, we want to really think about this truth. We want this truth from the Psalms to really soak into our heart to see, as we sing our next song, which is going to be entitled, Blessed Are They. After that, we are then going to have the collection this morning. Me. Blessed are they who do his commandments. They shall claim the tree of life. Into the city they shall enter. They are victors in the strife. Blessed, blessed, blessed are they. Into the city they shall enter. Blessed, blessed, blessed are they. Blessed are they who do his commandments. They shall wear the robes of white. Under the portals God shall lead them. They shall serve him day and night. Blessed, blessed, blessed are they. Into the city they shall enter. Blessed, blessed, blessed are they. Blessed are they who do his commandments. They shall stand before the throne. Into the life of joy eternal, God shall claim them for his own. Blessed, blessed, blessed are they. Into the city they shall enter. Blessed, blessed, blessed are they. We're going to make our way back to the Psalms now. Let's go back to Psalm 119. Let's pick up where we left off. Psalm 119. We're going to start with verse number 9 and we'll read down to verse number 24. Verse 9 says this. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. 
With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I have told of all your ordinances of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I would meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Deal, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinances at all times. You rebuke the arrogant, the cursed, who wander from your commandments. Take away reproach and contempt from me, for I observe your testimonies. Even though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight. They are my counselors. I want to ask you to pay close attention, particularly close attention, to the first three verses of this section, verses 9 down to verse number 11. I got to tell you that as a parent, as a parent, I especially need to pay close attention to those verses. As a parent to two beautiful children, I need to listen carefully to verses 9 through 11. In fact, every parent here this morning needs to pay close attention to those verses. Those verses are absolutely critical to us as parents because they tell us how to protect the hearts of our children. They tell us that if we are going to protect the hearts of our children from the evil influences of Satan, then we must plant in their hearts the word of God. The word of God must be in their hearts. We got to make sure that above anything else in their lives, the number one thing that is influencing their thinking and their decisions is the word of God. We want to think about that right here and right now as we sing our next song, which is how shall the young secure their hearts? How shall the young secure their hearts and guard their lives from sin? Thy word, the choices, rules impart to keep the conscience clean, to keep the conscience clean. Tis like the sun that guides us all the day and through the dangers of the night a lamp to lead our way a lamp to lead our way thy word is Let's make our way now to the Proverbs. 
Let's go to Proverbs. We're going to come back to Psalm 119 in a few minutes. So you may want to put your Bible marker there, but we're going to make our way to Proverbs chapter 2. And this is going to be a lengthy reading, but I think it will set up perfectly our next song, which is going to be Where He Leads, I Will Follow. So we're just going to let the Word of God talk to us right here. And so in Proverbs chapter 2, beginning with verse number 1, the wise man wrote these words. He's writing to his son, and he says, My son... If you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, the value of wisdom, wisdom from God. Incline your heart to understanding, for if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her, if you seek wisdom as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. And he preserves the way of the holy ones or the godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of, of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways to deliver you from the strange woman, from the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her tracks lead to, to, the, death, to the dead. Now go to her return, none go to her return again, nor do they reach the pass of light. So you will walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land. And the treacherous will be uprooted from it. I think these thoughts are going to set us up perfectly for our next song. It talks about where God leads, we will follow. Oh, sweet are the promises, kind is the word. Dearer far than any message man ever heard. Pure was the mind of Christ, sinless I see. He, the great example, is in pattern for me. Where he leads, I'll follow, follow all the way. Where he leads, I'll follow, follow Jesus every day. Sweet is the tender love Jesus has shown. Sweeter far than any love that mortals have known. Kind to the erring one, faithful is he. He, the great example, is in pattern for me. Where he leads, I'll follow, follow all the way. Where he leads, I'll follow. 
Jesus every day. List to his loving words, come unto me. Weary, heavy laden, there is sweet rest for thee. Trust in his promises, faithful and sure. Lean upon the Savior and thy soul is secure. Where he leads, I'll follow, follow all the way. Where he leads, I'll follow, follow Jesus every day. We're going to go right back to Psalm 119 again. I told you we're going to come back there. And we're just going to read some more verses, and we're going to go right into our next song, song after I finish reading. And the next song is going to be Teach Me Thy Way. Psalm 119, we're going to start with verse number 33. Psalm 119, verses 33 down to verse number 48. Teach me, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. Establish your word to your servant as that which produces reverence for you. Turn away my reproach with I dread, for your ordinances are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me through your righteousness. May your loving kindness also come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. So I will have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. And do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I wait for your ordinances so I will keep your law continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings, and shall not be ashamed. I shall delight in your commandments, which I love, and I shall lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love. And I shall meditate. I shall meditate on your statutes. Teach me thy way, O Lord, teach me thy way, thy guiding grace afford, teach me thy way, help me to walk aright, more by faith, less by sight, lead me Teach me. 
doubts and fears arise, teach me thy way. When storms o'erspread the skies, teach me thy way. Shine through the cloud and rain, through sorrow, toil, and pain. Make thou my way plain, teach me thy way. Long as my life shall last, teach me thy way. Where'er my lot be cast, teach me thy way. Let's now get some New Testament scripture in here, and let's go to the book of Acts. This should be familiar territory to you, hopefully, if you've been keeping up with your Bible reading. We're going to go to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. When I read Acts chapter 8, one of the thoughts that immediately pops into my mind is the fact that God is amazing. He is amazing because he can turn terrible situations into good for his cause. The providence of God is all throughout Acts chapter 8. Remember, Acts 8 begins with Saul of Tarsus persecuting the church in Jerusalem after the death of Stephen. Saul, who would later become the apostle Paul, he tries to destroy the church. He, through his persecution, forces the church to scatter, to leave Jerusalem. And yet, even though this looks like a rough time, and it was for the church, God uses this evil moment by Saul for good. Philip takes the gospel to Samaria. Remember that? He preaches the gospel to the Samaritans. And many people in Samaria, they become Christians. They are baptized. But look at verse number 26. Because after Philip finishes his work among the Samaritans, the Bible says in verse number 26 that God has more work for Philip to do. And it says, but an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he got up and went, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasury, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and reading the prophet Isaiah. He's reading the prophet Isaiah. This would have been a very big scroll, by the way, and very expensive. Most people at this time did not own Bibles like we own Bibles. Bibles were hard to come by. And this man obviously has a lot of money because he can afford a Bible. He can afford the scroll of Isaiah, of all things, a big scroll. And paper was very expensive at this time. And he's got Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. And Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come and sit with him. 
Now the passage of the scripture was he, which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his generation, for his life is removed from the earth? The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or of someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him. But he went on his way rejoicing. How... How did this happen? How did this happen with this man from Africa, this man from Ethiopia? How did he go from riding along in his chariot back to Ethiopia, reading the scroll of Isaiah, to all of a sudden now he is being baptized in the middle of the desert for the forgiveness of his sins? How did he get from the chariot to the water where he was baptized. Well, verse number 35 tells us how he got to that point. Verse 35 tells us that he got to the point to where he was baptized because someone taught him the word of God. Someone preached to him about Jesus. Someone preached to him about Jesus from the scriptures, and that included him also hearing about the need to be baptized. You see, a man cannot properly preach Jesus according to these verses without also preaching about the necessity of baptism. Philip preached Jesus to the eunuch, and after he did that, this man's eyes were opened. They were opened spiritually. They were opened spiritually through preaching and teaching from the word of God. And I submit that just like that happened with this man, 2,000 years ago, it continues to happen today. We want to think about that as we sing our next song, Open My Eyes That I May See. Open my eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Place in my hands a wonderful key That shall unclasp and set me free Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my eyes, illumine me, Savior divine. Open my ears that I may hear thy word of truth thou sendest clear. And while the wave notes fall on my ear, everything false will disappear. Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my ears, illumine me, say, Oh. 
everywhere. Open my heart and let me prepare love with thy children thus to share. Silently now I wait for thee, ready, my God, thy will to see. Open my heart, illumine me, Savior divine. Let's go back to Psalm 119 one more time. We're going to sing or read some more verses, then sing another song. After we read these next verses in Psalm 119, we're going to go right into our next song, which is Higher Ground. Psalm 119, beginning with verse number 145, verse 145 down to verse 160. The Bible says, I cried with all my heart, answer me, O Lord. I will observe your statutes. I cry to you, save me, and I shall keep your testimonies. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I wait for your words. My eyes anticipate the night watches that I may meditate on your word. Hear my voice according to your loving kindness. Revive me, O Lord, according to your ordinances. Those who follow after wickedness draw near. They are far from your law. You are near, O Lord, and your commandments are truth. Of old I have known from your testimonies that you have founded them forever. Look upon my affliction and rescue me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Great are your mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your ordinances. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries, yet I do not turn aside from your testimonies. I behold the treacherous and loathe them because they do not keep your word. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. Oh, so I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world. Satan's darts at me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven. 
unstable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I'll pray till heaven I found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's stable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. We're going to get ready now to go right into an invitation. We're going to go to Luke chapter 2 for our invitation. And I will say, Ryan, thank you for this. You did a wonderful job. And all of you sounded wonderful today. Ryan, I really like this. I like this a lot. Um, it's amazing how much better the church sounds when the heads are up, looking up, instead of looking down. It's, it makes a difference, believe me. So let's go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start with verse number 21. Luke 2, 21, the Bible says, And when eight days had passed before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus. The name that was given to him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for his purification according to the law of Moses were completed, and they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb should be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves of two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus, to carry out for him the custom of the law. Then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Notice how in these verses, and we want to pay close attention particularly to the last three that we just read, verses 30 through 32. And these verses, a prophet of God, a man named Simeon, he proclaims one of the most amazing truths that we can realize about Jesus. And that is he is the source of salvation, not just for some people, but for all people, for all people. For people even like us, for people who are not Jewish, for people who are not part of God's people under the old covenant, for people who are Gentiles. Simeon says, he prophesies that Jesus came into the world to be the source of salvation for every single person. And that means that if you're not right with God this morning, you can come to Jesus right here and right now. If you're willing to believe in him and repent of your sins and obey his commandment to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, you can be part of the people of God today. So you're messing me up, Ryan, laughing, but <laughs> we got the wrong song here. So we got, we got it? 
I'm, okay. I so now, if there's anyone here <laughs> who wants to respond to the gospel of Christ, come to the front right now. We're going to sing this song of invitation. <laughs> Give me a minute. It's catching up. Once Ryan gets the song, come to, <laughs> come to the front. Okay. Now we can do it. I'm, All right. My apologies. We ready, Ryan? I hope so. Now come to the front as we stand and sing. Come to Jesus, he will save you, though your sins as crimson glow. If you give your hearts to Jesus, he will make them white as though. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come today. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come, come today. Come to Jesus, do not tarry, enter in at mercy's gate. Oh, delay not till the morrow, lest I come in be Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come today. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come, come today. Come to Jesus, dying sinner, other Savior there is none. He will share with you his glory when your pilgrimage is done. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come today. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come, come today. We'll now be dismissed to our classes.